0: I don't know if it's like a gene or in your DNA or I feel like it's something you must be born with. Um, because even when I was a kid, uh, I would gather up like free candy and Pencils and things like that, and then sell them to my friends. <laughs> but I didn't actually start a business until 2008 was my first business, and it was actually a photography business. But after a few years, I decided I wanted to switch to online business just because the overhead was getting so expensive with photography, with maintenance and upkeep of the equipment and stuff. And um, and so it was. I think once I started online businesses, that I really realize that, <laughs> that that's the path I want to go is.
1: Hi, and welcome to Podcaster Stories. Each show, we'll have a conversation with podcasters across all mediums and share their story, what motivates them, why they started their show, how they grew their show, and more. We'll also talk about their personal lives and some of the things that have happened that have made them the person they are today. And now, here's your host, Danny Brown. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Podcaster Stories, where we get to meet the people behind the voices of the show we listen to. This week, I have Sarah St. John, who is the host of the Frugalpreneur a podcast, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget, that looks to help you make money online. Sarah, welcome to the show. I appreciate you joining us today. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself and the show?
0: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so I started the show... It's been over a year now. Um, and actually, it started as well, I was writing a book called Frugalpreneur. And the show originally started as kind of to complement the book or kind of coincide with the book just as a marketing um, maneuver, I guess. And uh, so it was supposed to be like maybe 10 episodes or something like that. But I found with. The podcast. I was getting more leverage with the podcast um, than the book, and I enjoyed the process. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this show going. And <laughs> uh, i've I've just enjoyed being able to. I do some solo episodes, but most of them are interview based um, with different people. There are some people in the podcasting space, or Uh, online courses, drop shipping, affiliate marketing, just like the various ways to make money online and on a budget. And uh, I've just enjoyed the conversations and the connections I've made. And, you know, it's um, interesting. And I think other people have used this analogy is that if you were to try to call up, One of your favorite entrepreneurs and be like, Hey, can I have an hour of your time? Either you won't hear back, (laughs) or you'll get a no, or you'll get a sure, this is how much it costs. (laughs) But with a podcast, you say, Hey, can you jump on my podcast? And a lot of the time, uh, sometimes you don't hear back, but a a lot of the time, they'll be willing to. And so you make a connection with those entrepreneurs and or or whatever niche you might be in, it doesn't have to be a, a business podcast, but make connections in your field, and uh, which then opens up more connections, and it just kind of just keeps going.
1: <laughs> now, I know you'd mentioned that the podcast was originally set up as a marketing avenue um, for your book. At what stage did you, whether it was realize or sort of spot an opportunity, if you like, to move it beyond promotional for your book? And sort of take on a life of its own, and, and into the format of it is now. L-
0: like how far in, how many months in? Yeah, it was really-
1: it like something that sort of clicked, or you thought, you know what, I want to really keep going at this. I'm, I've got an idea for this now.
0: Um, well, I had done a few episodes when that book had come out, and then I'd kind of fallen off the wagon for a little bit, and then picked back up and really hit hit the ground running when I picked it back up. And so I would say when I picked it back up is when when it took off and just, I was interviewing a lot of people at that time in the podcasting arena, like um, Dave Jackson and Evo Tara and Mark Askwith and all them. And it was like, in the process, I think, of interviewing them even, I was just realizing the... The benefits or potential of podcasting. And, and and so then, and I enjoyed the process of, you know, producing and editing and all that stuff. I didn't hire out a company to do that. And uh, so then I just recently started a podcast production agency and and then a directory, um, podcastresourcedirectory.com where, because when I was starting podcasting, there wasn't at that time, like a, a place you could go to find all the tools and resources and education and whatever. I think there's a couple now after I start started mine, but, and, and now that podcasting is really becoming big, I think that's, there's more of those out there, but so I started the the directory to kind of help people um, who are looking to start a podcast, find the tools and resources. And then I just recently, uh, my book called Podcastpreneur just came out this week, actually, um, at the time of this recording. And, uh, so I've just kind of gone in the whole <laughs> podcast direction, uh, cause I was kind of doing several things online hmm. when I launched the Frugalpreneur podcast and the book. I was doing drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, just everything, uh, on demand T-shirts and you know, uh, print on demand. And so, but once I started podcasting, that's kind of what took over. And so that's my focus now is all things podcasting.
1: <laughs> and you'd mentioned you uh, you sort of got back into the saddle, so to speak. And that was March this year, is that correct? You took almost like a year off or half a year. I I was looking at your show; there was a big oh, gap between yeah. two two episodes. That was it scary to try jump back in, thinking is anybody still going to be listening, or do I have to start from mm-hmm. scratch again, or?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I started the podcast, I was, when was it? Was it June of 2019, I believe? And I did, I think, seven episodes. And that was with the launch of the book. And then, uh, yeah, I took a big, because I had actually... I had switched jobs. Um No, I started the podcast, I think, in April. It was in June that I stopped doing the podcast of 2019 because I had just gotten a new job and that was taking up, you know, time and whatever. But it was during when COVID hit and quarantine and all that stuff. I was like, so I started to work from home, but there was only so much with my job that I could do from home. And so I was left with all this extra time. And... That's when I was like, okay, I need to get this going again, and that's when I really picked up steam. I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I mean, I did kind of wonder and and worry about. Okay, I've had this big gap. Let's see, that would have been what a nine month gap, I guess. But it it didn't really seem to. I mean, I don't know. Unfortunately, it's hard to know how many subscribers you have. Um, so I'm not sure if some of them had unsubscribed or or what, but yeah, I was a little nervous about it. But I, once I got in the routine of doing it, because I had, during the whole quarantine process, I had recorded a whole bunch of episodes. I still have a backlog mm-hmm. all the way into next year. Wow! And so it's been... Uh, because i had all that extra time and to build up that backlog i've been able to be consistent now so but yeah i didn't really have any issues with jumping back in other than just wondering if mm. you know
1: <laughs> no no so i was just gonna say so you, like you mentioned you you jump back in and the show's been going over a year now april uh, so i guess it's what, about 14 16 months something like that has experience lived up to your expectations because i know as you say, you've you've kind of taken on more seriously for want of a better description, uh, since the pandemic, since COVID, since March. Um, so has it lived up to your expectations or what's been different from what you may have expected going into the, the whole podcasting medium?
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, back when I started it, uh, in April, I believe it was, of twenty nineteen, um, I had gotten like I was getting like LinkedIn messages and and all this like cool interview or i love this podcast and people i didn't even know and so it you know and people didn't really say that with the book i wasn't i mean i had reviews but other than that people weren't like personally contacting me and being like oh great book or anything <laughs> um so i knew even at that time that There must be something to this podcasting thing. But then when I picked it back up in March um, of 2020, so I kind of knew what to expect as far as I knew at that point that podcasting was going to, you know, do more for me than a book or whatever. Um, And it's exceeded, I think, my expectations even from them i think i guess just the sheer number i think i have um let's see 62 or 63 episodes now whereas before march of this year i only had seven (laughs) (laughs) so um because i started i had so many recorded that i started like putting out one a day for a while there and now a couple a week and um so yeah i still get like you know linkedin messages or um sometimes facebook or emails or whatever, just people that I have no idea who they are, you know, didn't know them beforehand, like finding me, you know, because um, I guess Apple or these different uh, directories are search engines and mm-hmm. and maybe word of mouth. I don't know if people are sharing it or, or what. But, yeah, it seems like, well, it's certainly not viral by any means, though I think people can definitely go viral with podcasting. Um, I don't know if it's as common now as it was, you know, a decade ago because of... I mean, everybody knows what podcasting is now. I wouldn't say everybody has a podcast, but... um, So there's just so many more podcasts than there was a decade ago. So I think for one individual show to go viral is not you know, likely at this point, mm. but still like the ability to be found and shared. And I, I just feel like it, it reaches people quicker and easier than a book or whatever other uh, content you might produce, like a blog, maybe.
1: I, I know a lot of people, um, you know, while I've spoken to them or I, I've seen them post online about the, the whole podcast and experience is I think it's 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 so attractive if you like because it is a one-to-one experience. You are basically it's a voice or two voices, uh, maybe even three, but it's a voice in your your ear, so you are very attached to what's going on. It's not that you have to concentrate on a video on YouTube or, you know, a a video course that you are taking online or something. So I think that that definitely helps you know with that connection that you mentioned and and the networking that you can do that arises because of that.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely, um, because with podcasting you can. Uh, multitask, so to speak, like you could be driving or doing the dishes or, um, you know, even mowing the yard, maybe if you haven't really <laughs> turned up loud, because it doesn't involve your eyes, whereas reading or watching a YouTube video, all that involves your eyes, so you can really only focus on just that. So I think it, podcasting is so big because people can multitask during it, they don't have to use their eyes, um, and, and so they have more time. And so they could listen to an hour-long podcast uh, because of their commute or whatever. Like a YouTube video, they maybe only have <laughs> five minutes or something um, to dedicate. Or, or like a blog, maybe just scroll through. Um, so I feel like as far as content, that it's definitely the wave of the future maybe, <laughs> like the, the direction things are going.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard to drive a car if you're having to look at a YouTube video. Not, <laughs> right. i <laughs> <laughs> recommended. And, and then obviously um, the show is built from an entrepreneurial you know, entrepreneurial background um, with yourself. And you mentioned that you get a lot of messages and a lot of connections, say on LinkedIn, for example, that after a specific episode or a guest that's been on or a topic that's been discussed, people will reach out to you. How has it been for you? How's your show been for you? When it comes to building your your own network and leads and opportunities, as you mentioned your your specific niche is helping people make money online for it's a hundred bucks a month I think is a a certain mm. mantra the tagline if you like right so mm-hmm. how has it been for your, yourself personally to grow that that business for or that that expertise?
0: Well, I think people just really appreciate like all the tools and resources that I mention um because it saves them a lot of time from having to you know, search for that stuff themselves. Um, and and yeah, I think growing an email list is important. Um, and I have a resource page on my website, uh, and, and that's one way to make money is through affiliate marketing. So basically any resources that I use and recommend that people can use for free or very inexpensively, I have on the resource page, or sometimes I do... I've just recently started doing a couple of podcast episodes about different resources and whatnot, and people really, I think, they like that because then it, it they don't have to spend the time researching that stuff themselves, like the best email marketing platform on a budget, or you know that kind of thing. And uh, so, I think people just appreciate. That even if it's something that's free and I'm not going to make any money or whatever off of, you know, and not everything that I recommend even has an affiliate program. I, and I, I, I don't really care whether or not I make the five bucks or whatever it is, you know, um, I just enjoy helping people and get started with an online business quicker uh, and easier than I learned all these things while I was doing different online businesses. So then I wrote the book and started the podcast on it. And then in the process of writing the book about it, I learned how to self-publish a book. So then I wrote a book on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I started the podcast, uh, so now I wrote a book on podcasting. So it's kind of like I learn how to do something the most efficient way, in my opinion, or the most affordable way, for sure. And then pass that along basically through my podcast or another book on the topic or something like that and i'm planning on doing a podcasting course as well sometime later this year so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm busy busy yeah.
1: <laughs> and what is that about entrepreneurship? Because so as you mentioned, you've got three books currently. You've just released Podcastpreneur, but you've mm-hmm. also had Offerpreneur and Frugalpreneur. Mm-hmm. Um Have you always had that entrepreneurial mindset or what was um, what was the thing if you had like a, a normal job, if you're like a 95 <laughs> beforehand, mm-hmm. what was it that, that moved you from there into what you're doing now and where your focus is now?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, I've always had an entrepreneurial um I don't know if it's like a gene or in your DNA, or I feel like it's something you must be born with. Um, Because even when I was a kid, uh, I would gather up like free candy and pencils and things like that and then sell them (laughs) to my friends. (laughs) But I didn't actually start a business until 2008 was my first business. And it was actually a photography business. But after a few years, I decided I wanted to switch to online business just because the overhead. It was getting so expensive with photography, with maintenance and upkeep of the equipment and stuff. And so it was, I think once I started online businesses, that I really realized that, <laughs> that that's the path I want to go is, as an entrepreneur and just the different types of ways you can make money online. And so I've tried it all pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, as I just mentioned earlier, your show is a mixture of uh, solo episodes and episodes we've had guests on um, across different kinds of, you know, expertise and different content and entrepreneurship. Are there any episodes that have stood out for you in particular? And if so, why that one or why these two or three, etc.?
0: One episode that I really enjoy, and I enjoy them all to some degree, obviously, but uh, was the one with Christy Wright. Um, She actually works for Dave Ramsey. And... um, I especially like that one because it was specifically about starting a business and on a budget. It wasn't like specific to podcasting or it wasn't a specific niche. It was kind of more broad or general, but about the steps to take to launch a business and to do it on a budget. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, Let's see. I had Nick Loper on uh, from Side Side Hustle, the Side Hustle show. So that was also nice because it was about side hustles and ways to make money online. And so it was more kind of general. I did one with uh, Mike Morrison of the Membership Guys, um, and that was all about membership sites and whatnot. uh, But I really liked a lot of the points that he made in that episode and learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot in every episode i do which is so it's also kind of like you're getting free coaching basically because mm. <laughs> you're you're learning from these people and but i would say as far as my episodes that are currently out because i still have a backlog um those are three at least three of my favorite ones
1: and i think it's, it's like you say it's 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 cool that you can get access to all these you know Cool minds and experts experts across various, you know, ways to you know earn income online, and and you can find one that really suits your drive or your nature or, or what you're interested in, as opposed to like just uh throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. No, I'm actually going to take the the, the guidance or the the tips I got from episode 27, for example, because that's what I feel will really work for me. And I think that's a a really cool approach with your show, where you have all these different people from all these different, you know, walks of life and what they've done to help people, and especially with this pandemic, I think it's, it's a. I know people are really stressed and worried about what's happening next, and and that also affects you know where's my next paycheck coming from, and I think it's it's, it's a time that some people could look at. Well, here's a side hustle that I could do to to supplement you know what I'm doing at the moment
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, It's like the podcast that I have, it's niche because it's about, you know, building a business on a budget, but it's also within that it's kind of broad in general because I don't cover one specific area. I cover, I try to have podcast episodes about the various ways and, you know, and connect with the uh, an expert basically in whatever field I want to cover. Like I did a whole week's worth on self-publishing. I've done several on, um, podcasting. I did that membership site episode. I did, uh, let's see, I have one coming up about web design. And so anyway, just different ways people can make money online. I like the fact that I'm kind of, trying to hit on all the different ways, not just one or two specific ones.
1: <laughs> and, and to that point, you'd mentioned that you're you're looking at sort of branching the show off a little bit to, you know, you've got um, Podcasting Course, for example. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the web design uh, that you mentioned. Um, so what are your goals for the show? Are you going to keep a similar format? Are you doing spinoffs? What's your, your plans for the show?
0: So I've actually... I have so many episodes about podcasting, so I actually took all those episodes and created a separate show called Podcastpreneur to go along with the Podcastpreneur <laughs> book, and <laughs> um, and but all the shows on that. So basically, it's just my show repurposed. It's all the podcasting episodes from Frugalpreneur put into the Podcastpreneur, and then I did the same thing with Authorpreneur podcast that goes along with that book. And there aren't as there's maybe like ten episodes on that one. But um so I've kind of repurposed the podcast in that sense, so that if people are looking specifically for podcasting or self publishing all those particular episodes are in a different podcast. Um, but of course the main podcast is frugalpreneur. And I, I don't know, cause I'm, I think I'm going to stick with that format in that show. Uh, but sometimes I, I think about just going straight into podcastpreneur, but mm, just because I'm so focused on podcasting in mm. general with the, the production agency and all that, but I feel like I can still do that with Frugalpreneur. But I think in 2021, I'm at least going to have more solo episodes because I think I only had like, probably no more than a handful so far in 2020. And so I think that's going to be one change or shift is to have more um, solo episodes in addition to the interview style.
1: And and I know, like you just mentioned it there, you've got various different angles of podcasting what you can do with your podcast and how to break it off into different you know subcategories and again it's it always goes back to the have multiple income streams you know so if one goes away you've always got five six seven to fall back on so if, if there was a podcaster or someone looking to get into podcasting and asked for a piece of one piece of advice from you to get started, whether it's to follow yourself in your niche or their own niche or whatever. What would your advice be from the lessons you've learned and what you're taking from them moving forward?
0: Let's see. Well, I would definitely invest in a microphone. Um, some people just use their phone. So I have a ATR 2100. Um, I know they just came out with a new model that supposedly isn't as good, which seems kind of weird, but um, so maybe a Samsung Q2U would be another option. And those are like, you know, 60 or 80 bucks. So definitely uh, invest in a microphone and and headphones of some sort. Um, I don't know that the brand matters on that, but just so that there's not the echo or whatever, it's the sound isn't coming out of the computer. So I would say to invest, Make sure you invest in a couple of pieces of equipment, and and then of course you need to get a host. Um, I currently use Captivate, which I've really liked. Um, I also recommend Buzzsprout. I think they're pretty good. Uh, I started with Spreaker because it was they had like the free plan, and then I got up to the seven dollar plan, but. I don't know. I switched to, to Captivate and I, I like their interface better. It's easier, I think, to manage, especially if you, you have more than one show. But um, yeah, and at least try it out. I mean, because it hard, aside from the microphone, I mean, and people obviously already have a computer and they probably actually already have headphones um, or even earbuds, I guess you could use. <clears throat> so... You, I mean, you could start a podcast for under under $100. And uh, I would say try it out and at least experiment with it. And, you know, you haven't lost a lot of money. <laughs> mm. But, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I would use, if you're doing an interview-based show, to go onto sites like podit.net and podmatch.com. And there's another new one, uh, podbooker.com. Um, those are my three favorites as far as being able to find guests and uh, even to be on their shows because I think it's important to, in addition to having your own show, to be on other shows because you know a lot of people think, "Why well, have my own show? Why do I need to be on other shows?" Um, but it's like that's as long as you're going on a podcast that's in your niche, then that's a targeted audience. And if they're already listening to a podcast, then they're likely to maybe check out your podcast. And so it just makes sense. Um, Or even like, let's say you don't want to have your own podcast. You should still be a guest on other podcasts. Um, I know Dory Clark. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I don't think she has her own podcast, but she goes on podcasts all the time. Um, And so that's an example of a way to boost your business, get more exposure by using the power of podcasting by going on other podcasts and still not even having your own. And then you don't even have to worry about editing <laughs> and all that stuff. You should still have a good microphone, and all that, but I definitely recommend whether you're hosting a podcast or want to be a guest on podcasts to, to do something with <laughs> podcasting. Cause I think, the especially since covid but even really starting back in 2019 the popularity of podcasts have just skyrocketed Yeah, I think every business should have one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and like you say, the the barrier to entry now is so low. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have sites that will let you record from your phone if you want to do that, but I love the fact that you mentioned whatever you do, get a good microphone, or at least a decent microphone, and headphones. It just makes all the difference. You know, you can Mm -hmm. have all the amazing tech in the world and a bunch of audio mixing desks and everything, but... If your vocals and you're not hearing that through headphones, so you can adjust everything. If they're not there, people are going to switch off. I think fairly mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, so that's yeah, and it's such a low uh, barrier to entry as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> now, just to flip it up a little bit, because um, I'm always curious what makes people tick and what you know what what guides them or their decisions. If you like, who would your all-time hero be, and and why that person? Or it may even be an animal, you know, it might be Dumbo, for example, but <laughs> who's your all-time hero?
0: Hmm, I had never, I've never even thought about this. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll go with someone in the entrepreneurial space, because that's what would make sense. Um, I think I probably have several, but I'll just go with John Lee Dumas, just because I think he opened up the whole podcasting space. Well, I mean, he wasn't the first or anything, but I think he... With his podcasters paradise and his po- just all his things podcasting, it's uh, helped people realize the power of podcasting and the different ways you can monetize it. And, and but really, anyone in, and Pat Flynn would probably be another one. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. I guess if I had to to pick one off the top of my head,
1: <laughs> no, no, for sure. And like you say, it's it's. It's people that impact your life or influence mm-hmm. your life. So it makes perfect sense, you know, for you to mention the two chaps that you just mentioned. Sarah, this has been like really, you know, a real enjoyable chat. I you know, it's I, I think as you mentioned, it's such um, such a, a a good time if you like, or an opportune time for people to start thinking about ways to make money online and, and even to, you know, start off slow but look maybe long term that could change their complete future into you know being an entrepreneur like yourself that that looks at different avenues of of income and and things that that really you know get you up in the morning and want to do well etc so if if people want to learn more about that and and listen to your show and and check out your resources or sign up for the upcoming podcast course etc where's the best place for them to to find you online
0: Um, So, I actually have all three of my books available for free, a a PDF version, um, at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. Uh, Currently, my first two books are on there. The third one just came out uh, about podcasting, um, but I'll put it up there before this episode goes live. Um, And then, yeah, I'm on social everywhere at thesarahstjohn, and then if people are looking for editing, like they already have a podcast or maybe they're going to start one, but they need, they don't have the time or whatever to edit and produce and repurpose and all that. Um, my company is podseam.com, P O D S E A M. And then the podcast resource com, which has, um, a growing list of resources to get started. Um, and then, yeah, um, am When the course comes out, I'll have that on my website as well at (laughs) thesarahstjohn.com.
1: Okay, awesome. And I'll be sure to drop all these links into the show notes. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, make sure you drop into the show notes and click through to the ones, you know, to check Sarah's workout. So Sarah, as I mentioned, I really do appreciate you coming on today. Uh, and I, you know, enjoyed the, the, the information you shared with us. And I, I know people looking to, to do stuff will, you know, definitely be interested in the, the episode for sure. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, so this has been another episode of Podcaster Stories. If you enjoyed this week's show, be sure to share it with someone that you feel may gain value from it. And you can find it on all the main podcast apps like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or hop over to podcasterstories.com where you can catch all the latest episodes and sign up for the newsletter. Until the next time, take care and be safe.